so you and I need to change a trait, and then, uh, it, Natalie, it will be your turn to pick a prompt. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like that was, was like... Yeah, that was like a really That was heavy, my scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And I forgot to mention the last prompt I had, I got to change a trait, too, so... Just as a note, last time I changed my longing trait to joyous instead, after mm-hmm. being with my friend Keanu. Um, Dane, what trait are you changing now? I'm changing fearful to merciful. Ooh. Nice. Keanu added grateful to their chart. From last from time. The last time. Yeah. Do we have to pick the traits from the sheet, or can we make up our own? Uh, we can make up our own. Okay. I think I'm going to change my scared traits to uh, confident. Now that I've kind of confronted this thing that's literally been following me. Um, and I think the confidence is kind of... Uh, it's about confidence in herself, but it's really about confidence in the people uh, who are have her back and who care for her, like Jezebel. All and right. then, oh shit! Wait, is it my my turn to choose? Yeah, if he, I will say, if you're really feeling like you're like, I need, I need a breath. We could uh, skip over and let Will or. Um... Yeah, I think that Will or Liv should do a scene because I feel like I just had kind of two big scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, that is very fair. If for no yeah, other reason to it. just give yourself a moment to to breathe. Yeah. Yeah, no, em- Ember had her moment. Go for it. Will, I think, is next. Um, let's see. Oh, nameless karst. <laughs> oh, nameless karst. <laughs> hmm, interesting, interesting. Let's do... Um, I'll do old gods, new homes. Okay. So within the belly of a cave, you come upon an old temple covered in moss and filled with the sound of running water. The sun breaks through the ceiling in patches, dappling the place in light and shadow. No one remembers the names of the gods whose likenesses still adorn these walls, but the people of the nameless karst make their home in the hollows of old faith, pinning sheets of sturdy cloth to the spears of unnamed ancient warriors to shelter from the damp and the cold and make a home in this place. What new thing do you find in this place? Um, I think in these old old halls of like long lost religions and stuff like that, um, Arno is like kind of wheeling himself through these these buildings, and and they're getting closer and closer to um, uh, you know, like the leaving the sub these subterranean passages they've been going on, and um, I think he. Oh, almost like an archaeologist kind of stumbles upon this trove of sort of like um, gemstones and like pendants and jewelry basically. And it's all made of this, like this metallic material that almost like hums and Arno can tell that it's lightweight, it's malleable and all of it is like pre-shaped into armor and weapons and things like that. And it's almost like the perfect thing for him to, create more like he he left all of his gear behind and he only had his trinkets but now he feels like he has this like this like perfect starting point for all this material that he can craft anew and make new stuff with um and he kind of sees it as a sign almost that it's like he can he can start work again like he's found some of the stuff that he was looking for it's, I don't want to say it's like mithril, but it's like that equivalent of it's just like a really like a fantasy metal that's like very usable and versatile. I think that brings us to Olivia. Okay. You can do this this last one, right? Yeah, uh, our knowledge. So the beacon okay. fires. Across the length of the plateaued hills of the curse. Karst. A line, karst. <laughs> a line of fire is burning. They are kept by an order of stoic wardens who brave the high reaches of the karst and weather its fierce winds to keep the flames alive and the people of this place safe. What dire warning do they bring you? 
who's in this scene with you? Is it a scene? Um, it could be a scene. I think arms and knowledge are the two required skills. Um, so we're all qualified we all, in some yeah. way. Um, if Ember is ready to jump back in because I think yeah. like all of us could benefit from their warning, um, whatever that may be. Maybe um, it's like, as we're leaving this place. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, we come out of the caves and it's these like last few plateaus. Um, and this like wall of flame. And I think that fire is not, it kind of catches Keanu's attention because it's not normal to them. Um, but it seems like protective of this place. So um, I think that the wardens stop them as they're on their way out because um, they're walking parallel to the line of burning fire, I would think. That would make sense, right? I, I think so. Yeah. I think that they tell us that this road is not as long as we think it is. Seen? Yeah. I don't know. How's that? That's yeah, not, that, that I, sounds I, good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, good. Yay. <laughs> it's oh. Karst. Kar- Karst. Karst. <laughs> Why is that so hard? Karst. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Okay, so I have a choice here. So I'm at the crossroads where either I could take us to Orstrad, a river town, or I could take us to Journey's End. Okay, so Orstrad. I think we leave the the line of fire behind us, the karst behind us, and all of those little rivers that made the karst what it was formed together into a single one. And we see that this river, we get to like a, like a crest and we see the river and we see Orstrad, the town, the river town, and the river heads out to the sea. We can see it way, way off in the distance. Um, so we follow the road, which I think at this point has become almost barely a path like when we started we were with all of these pilgrims you know we were starting out like we didn't really travel with each other we were just you know with a couple hundred other people and it winnowed down and winnowed down and winnowed down and now even the road itself is fading out but we reach orstrad the people of the endless river have fashioned themselves a restless home anchored to no steady ground orstrad floats a fleet of rafts and barges, riverboats and creaking bridges between them. As shifting and boundless as her people, the face of Orstrad is ever-changing. Just as you cannot cross the same river twice, you can never visit the same Orstrad, because the next time you see her, she will no longer be the same city. What does the river bring you? I, I think the river brings, you, brings Jezebel some fear. Jezebel's afraid because there's water. The the river is a dangerous place for her. I feel like this place, it shifts so much and the, the distance between her and like actual mortal peril feels really close. And also she sees a wall, so to speak. The ocean is a thing she probably cannot cross safely. So she's mm-hmm. afraid. I think the river brings Keanu a feeling of confidence um because water is always it's just such a determined molecule (laughs) and it's something that has always been a constant in their life like they've always known water flows towards its goal and it doesn't stop and it's a just a very dynamic feeling and being near a river has always been a comforting thing for them um so i think it feels good to be near something familiar and they've done a lot of things with water and um kind of grew up and looked at the magic of water and how to magically influence water as well 
So confidence. <laughs> For Arnon, uh, the river brings a sense of surprise because he realizes he's been reading the map entirely wrong this entire trip they've taken. Uh, and he thought that they were still about 500 miles from the nearest ocean. And so now he's uh, confused and, and looking at all those atlases and realizing that they're uh, way out of date before this area was ever charted from the Dreaming City cartographers. For Ember, the river brings her curiosity. Um I don't think she's had a ton of experience with water, but she knows it's a force that, you know, cuts through earth and shapes it and um, can be very transforming. And I think she feels that. Like she feels like she's getting close to where she needs to be. Your pick, Nat. Oh boy. Um... I kind of want to have like all of us be in this uh, seer scene, if that makes sense. So uh, many things flow through Orstrad's floating streets on their way to somewhere else. A king's ransom and goods are traded and bartered in her markets. The palms of her many peoples crossed with coins from every city under the sun. Word of every news and rumor flying through her shifting air. At the center of this all, playing spider in a web of words, sits the seer, whose eyes see deeper truths than most. Name what price you pay for the truth they see in you. So, I kind of wonder if this is, um, this is another glass priest, but in older one maybe someone a little bit more akin to the person that they found like leaving the uh what was it the the temple maybe it's kind of the older <laughs> the older ideas of the glass priests embodied in this person um a little bit more uh true to their magic or i guess they have kind of the integrity that some of the like newer generation of priests don't necessarily, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so I think this is an older person for sure. Uh, will, maybe I, I know you said you wanted everyone to be in the scene, but I'm curious, Will, do you want to play one more glass priest? You started this whole thing. Do you want to? <laughs> so good. Yeah, but I'll probably play them. A... Okay, I'll pl I can play them a little more restrained. Yeah. Or they don't have to be restrained if we like that. Just having that through line. <laughs> I mean, restrained and not being a not being a swindling dick bag are very different things. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'll I'll have them be a little more restrained. <laughs> <laughs> um, i think they're in like a, a, a kind of a town square which is just like a large barge with like you know many different buildings you know on it um that kind of floats around the city center and you know like ships will come and dock on the outskirts of orstrad and then we'll depart again but this is kind of the the center that everything kind of shifts around um and i think she sits like in a in a market and she just kind of like shakes a glass jar with coins in it and is like future get your future red anyone want their future red you name it future red but i think the thing that betrays it that this is that is actually the real deal is like there are a ton of people you know like young old sick healthy who are kind of like sitting patiently around her like waiting to listen to what she says and like scribes who want to write down the things that she you know imparts um but I think she herself is kind of just like relaxing, just like laid out on, on like a blanket with um, her like collection jar um, as people come up. A, a little detail I'd like to add um, to just this scene. Um, and Natalie, if Ember wouldn't be okay with this, let me know. But I think from the moment that um, Jezebel got on into Orstrad, she basically wants to be either holding ember's hand or arm in arm with ember just to feel safer mm -hmm. if she'd be okay with that yeah absolutely i think ember's kind of checking in on her like intermittently just kind of like how you feeling you okay uh i'm uh yeah that 
can we actually she like points to the the glass priest and like opens her own bag and shows the the vestments from the other one she has they mm-hmm. look to be about the same age should we go looks to Keanu as well you think this is the real deal those guys are uh we Futured, get you future red we could try i'm open to it that you want to know what day your see. grandmother dies or the day or what you're gonna have for dinner i got the answers uh, okay let's let's i'll go with you guys futures here get your futures how, excuse me how much predictions on the great beyond how much does it cost hmm you seem like a nice young lady. I'll be a little fiery, if you know what I mean. Um, you know what? Name your price. Name your price for a future for a beautiful warrior. Um, I'll trade these. And she holds out the the vestments and the glass green and gold mask. I think she gasps. She's like, <gasps> and I think she, you know, swoops them up in her arms and holds them tight. And she, she like buries her face in them and like breathes in the smell of the robes. She's like, you're from, you're from the Vitrine Cathedral. Uh, we stopped through. I can't believe it's still. Tell me, were, were they doing a celestial alignment? Does yep. anyone? <laughs> Something like that. Oh, all right. At least they're keeping up the old traditions. Uh, uh... That place isn't quite what it used to be, but um, I hadn't heard from them. It, one of the banes of being a, a clairvoyant is you can't quite see your own future. You can't see the futures of others who have the gift, but it's good to know they're there. I, I need to get out there more. Thank you. This is a great gift you've given me. Uh, of course. Uh, what, what would you like to know? Sit, sit, please. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't know. Do they need to pay as well? If they like their futures read, um, they could give some trinkets, but this is a, a great gift. If you'd like me to read for them too, I I would be willing. I have a spear of colored glass from the cathedral. More memories of home. I, I will gladly accept these tokens. Everyone take notes. This is how you treat a seer from Orstrad, all right? This is how the glass priests are treated. I have a few coins. I think Ember passes her a few of the ancient coins that Arno gave her. Ah, so you've decided that you're uh, not into passing off counterfeit gold anymore. Uh, I, no, I would not. A great yeah, change no. in you, Ember. A great change in you. Thanks. All right. Arknight, you first. Okay. I see many paths, many strands, but less than there were before. All I'll say to you, and hopefully this brings you a measure of comfort, is you will be okay. You'll be fine. And whoever you choose to be from now on is not beholden to who you once were. Thank you. So now go mess up. Go fail. Go, you know, go get a partner and break up with them and drink too much and build a fortune and lose it all, all right? Um... Okay. Or not, or hey, you just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. That's what I do. All right. Th- thank you. All right, now get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. Oh, do I not get to hear theirs, or? Oh, you can hear theirs, yeah. Sorry, I just mean shift over on the blanket. I don't like to turn too much when I when I read. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Ember? Sure, okay. I still see trees. I still see trees in your future, much like they read at your celestial alignment. The 
Hmm. But the strongest tests are behind you. Those who you've scorned have not quite forgiven them. But they're not the types to forgive. I see the path you walk, though. You will no longer be alone on it. As long as you choose to walk with others, they will always be there to walk with you. I think Ember gives Keanu and Jezebel just a small smile. All right, now get out of here. Get out of here. Move, move, move. I I got a whole line here, people. We got to move these people through. (laughs) Okay, Keanu, hurry up, I guess. Can I I ask you a a question? Sure, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, Do you think it's possible that I can go forward and make new patterns that my family never did in in my future? Well, Keanu, I I hate to break it to you, but uh, honey, you you kind of already did. Look where you came from. So keep weaving it, sister. Thanks. <laughs> oh, and also be very wary of the shellfish being sold at the market down the street. You're going to get very hungry in a couple of minutes and you're going to want something to eat. And trust me, don't try it. And that's not even me reading your future. That's just me having eaten that myself. Oh, I hope you feel better. Thanks for the tip. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Now be well. All right. And hey, maybe, you know, be nice to the next class priest you see. Okay. They're not, they're not doing well for themselves. Okay. (laughs) I'll do my best. All right. Now get out of here. You three go, go get out of here. And scene. (laughs) Was that all right? Was that, that wasn't very restrained. I, I I really like this, like New York (laughs) style. (laughs) (laughs) Glass priest very much. Beautiful. Oh yeah. (laughs) Genuine. Still has the attitude, but. (laughs) All right. Well. Oh, right. Yeah. So now it's a bond and promise. Mm -hmm. Mm, It seems fitting. This is a place of meetings and partings, of finding your path, turning beneath your feet to lead you somewhere else, of finding someone at your side to share your path with or to part from forever or for now. For some, it is a comrade, for others, a sibling by blood or promise, for others, still a lover, a parent, a child, a kindred spirit. Choose someone you have come to know throughout your travels and make them a promise. Then mark one more trait on your character sheet or change one you already have. Do we all want to be in on this? Do we want to have spend like a, a night out in Orstrad, just kind of, you know, tooling around? Celebrating, you know, that, woo, we're alive. Thank God. We almost died in that those godforsaken caves. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. So I think um, you meet up with Arno and he's down the street eating a shellfish from a street vendor. Oh, no. Um, oh arno guys this is really really good stop stop eating (laughs) it (laughs) and then fast forward a couple hours it's nighttime arno is now violently sick in the bathroom (laughs) and um keanu is holding his hair back while he throws up in the toilet (laughs) and he makes her a promise and he says i promise that if I ever feel good again, A, I'm never going to eat shellfish from a street vendor. And uh, B, I promise that as long as you'll have me, wherever you guys go, uh, I want to go. And just like my floating orb, you know, wherever this group is, that's where home is. Just like my lantern that I got in the Shirag. I would love to have you wherever I go, wherever we go. And yeah, the glass priest. I mean, they. I've had some mixed reviews. I've had some mixed things with them, but um, the last one that I saw told me to beware of the, sh- the shellfish. So I mean, they're kind of. I-, I tried to tell you to stop, but you. I'm here for you, even if this uh, lasts for a while. Are we all there, or is this Keanu and <laughs> no, Arno in the bathroom? We, we can return now to the. Uh, I think it's like a lively, almost like pirates' tavern where there's like fiddle music playing. That's like really crowded, and then we're like in the galley of like a ship that's kind of floating, 
Um, and I think we kind of like make our way back and like, you know, bunch back in on the bench and it's kind of loud, but it's, it's the kind of loud where you can have your own little pockets of conversation. Yeah. You feeling better, Arno? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling better. I just, you know, a little emotional, I think more than, more than the shellfish almost. Um, if you don't mind my asking Jezebel, we're kind of, you know, nearing the end of our pilgrimage. Do you, do you know what you're, you guys are going to do? I, I don't want to, you know, pressure you or anything to make up your minds, but um, have you given it any thought? I, I can't go any further. I, I'd like to go down to the edge of the sea, but I can't go any further. Why? Jezebel? I, th- I think she takes a, a, a mostly empty glass of water on the table and pours it out on her hand, making it hiss and like go really dull for a minute until it comes, comes back. Water and fire don't get along. I could do some magic and prom promise to always keep you safe and not replicate the trauma that we know. I bet we could play with the elements. No more playing for the, with the elements for me. I'm okay. I don't have to go any farther. But we'll miss you. I'll miss you. Are you going back? Arno, Arno and I haven't decided what we're doing, but we've decided we're together. Do you need a, a spellsmith, Ember, still? I'd like that. If I mean, I, if you guys want to like stay stick, around, I mean, you don't have to. I know it's, I'm no, I'm not the like most. I don't know <laughs> if. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't like mind, you know, if we stuck together. Uh, but I don't feel any. I know you and Keanu have become close, so I, I don't want to. <clears throat> We'd be happy to have you, Amber. All right, you did save our lives. Multiple times. <laughs> yeah, multiple occasions. So, I mean, technically, you also sort of endangered our lives by, you know, traveling with us and having a pack of uh, evil assassins trying to hunt you down. But you saved us from them. So I think it all works out. I mean, the amount of bonding that we've done as a group, it's we I think you, if you want to stick around, you're absolutely invited. Oh, yeah. So much bonding. Well, I can't promise no assassins in the future, but I can promise two fewer assassins in the future. Is that good enough? <laughs> that's that is uh, a very yes. That's good enough. <laughs> what about you, Jezebel? I was thinking I would actually find a spot on the coast and stay. I can't go much further, and I can't go back. I I was going to ask if you all wanted to stay with me, but if you're going on, that's all right. You'll just have to come visit or write. I don't know if Post would get out here, actually. I don't know if I have anywhere else. I, I mean, what's the point of a journey if it's if it doesn't have an end point <laughs> it'd be fun to find a new place and make it home it's not about the place it's i found what i'm looking for so keanu you're not going to go back and inherit from your family no i think I think the the things I've learned, there's just no going back. If I did, it would be, you know, just, it wouldn't be suitable. I can't unlearn the things I've learned and I, I can't stand and stand for the things that my family has stood for anymore. I didn't even know, but now that I do, I, there's no go. There's no going back, Isabel. I'm glad. You had a big role to play in that, too. I don't know if I told you that, but 
Thank you. Thank you for doing better than your parents. Isn't that the next generation's job? I hope I can do it. I think that is the hope, at least. And Arno knows how to make so many good things. The, the house would be so cool and filled with... And I can make you a scuba suit if you do want to go into the water. Just and well. I, we can put magic in it. Or, you know, I, just you could go regular <laughs> snorkeling. <laughs> we will see. Is that scene, Will? Yeah, that feels like scene. Okay. Journey's Are end. Are we all adding? Hmm? Add, oh, oh, sorry. Are we adding or changing traits? Yeah. Yeah. Is that all of us or just me? Everyone who's in the scene. Oh, okay. Instead of intimidated, Keanu is now confident, courageous, and grateful. Instead of, um, I think it was just, I think brilliant and caring were the two that I had. Um, I'm also going to add soft. I had confident and joyous and I'm adding content. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I had merciful and independent and I'm adding connected. Oh, cool. So cool. All right. Journey's end. A turn in the road, a bend in the winding river, a towering gate or a crumbling shrine. The shade of a broadleaf tree cast just so across the ground. What marks the place where the road comes at last to a stop is known only to you and may change the next time you travel this way again. But all journeys end and so at last has yours. Answer the questions below. Why is this the place, is this place the end of your travels? I kind of like to imagine a a crumbling shrine as like the place where this ends, like not far from like the actual beach. Like this really was always a pilgrimage, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we've all said why this is the end of the travels. Is this the place that we're going to kind of build our home? I think Jezebel suggests it. And we all agreed. <laughs> yeah. Good foundations. I think Arno likes it. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Like we just kind of agreed that we're not, it's not really about the place for us anymore. Like we don't really have anywhere else that we're like going. It's kind of like we found what we need. Yeah. Next question. How have you changed since you began your journey? Should we go in our, should we go in our order? Starting with Natalie? Sure. So for Ember, this is a lot about, you know, the beginning of this journey. She believed very deeply that she was alone because no one in her life had ever cared to protect her before. Um, And she had to be tough. She couldn't be trusting. And I think through these travels and the way that her companions uplifted her and protected her, um, and the new things that she saw, I think what's changed in her is her sense of uh, security in others, um, in relationships. And she finally has kind of found a place in the people that she's with to um, be vulnerable, be herself, um, relax a little bit (laughs) instead of always being on guard. Um, and she's also just changed in the sense that she doesn't, she doesn't want to live this life of violence anymore. Um, she wants to, she's still passionate about justice. Um, but she, she wants to do it in a new, more gentle, compassionate, uh, way. So... Yeah. That's Ember. Well. Yeah, I think um, 
when Arno started on his journey, he was filled with a lot of fear and a lot of regret. He'd lost loved ones. And I think his goal was, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to like find the technology so that um, anyone I care about in the future, like I'll be able to protect them. I'll be able to, you know, figure things out. And I think on the way, what he ended up doing was he ended up just like using his technology that he already had to like help a lot of people he didn't know that he didn't necessarily love right off the bat, but just like help strangers. And then he was so obsessed with like what he had failed to do. But by the end, he's now forgiven himself and then also found the new loved ones that he was like hypothetically so concerned about protecting and realized that in a lot of instances, they have been the ones who have protected him and that, you know, that he can rely on others and they can rely on him. And I think he's like found that sense of community that he didn't know is what he really needed all along. For Keanu, um, when they first started out on the journey, um, they just kind of knew that it was time for a change, but there was a lot of things that they had been living in that they didn't really know was not actually, they, these things weren't serving them. Um, and they didn't know kind of how to exist without the backbone of their family because um, the finches were such a big thing in, in the city. And I think that they have learned that they can exist without the reputation and that they actually didn't need the reputation to keep them safe. Um, and so I think that that, like, it's kind of just feeling more confident in who they are as an individual, as opposed to um, knowing that a status is, they now know a status is something that you can hide behind and it can be a really toxic security blanket for not growing in ways that the world might need them to. Jezebel started out pretty angry pretty afraid and pretty disillusioned with people. And now I think she is much more full of, for lack of a better term, just love and connection at this point and willing to, willing to give people the benefit of the doubt. All right. Um, third question. What have you learned from your fellow travelers? Uh, I'll go, we'll go in reverse order this time. Uh, Jezebel learned kindness from Arno and forgiveness from Keanu and connection and like loyalty from Ember. I think Keanu learned friendship from Arno. Um, like just the kind of just like that steady connection um, that it kind of just was something that grew and like kind of maintained throughout the whole trip. And I think that was really big. Um, and Amber taught them how to make new connections um, and I would say Jezebel taught them that their actions have a lot more weight than they initially thought that they did just on the world. And, um, so like an eye opener Jezebel was to them. Um, for Arno, I think from Keanu, he learned like open-mindedness, curiosity. From Jezebel, I think he learned loyalty and, you know, like determination. And then I think from Ember, he learned sort of skepticism, but also also like forgiveness. Mm. And I think that's what he walks away with. Um... From Arno, I believe that Ember learned 
learned what, yeah, loyalty, I think. Um, and, and just like kind of long, longer lasting friendship. Um, and then let's see from Jezebel, she learned that I guess what it means to be protected and what it means to be vulnerable. Um, and forgiveness, I'd say too. And with Keanu, I think it was about open-mindedness. Um, and she learned that there are, is always something else, always something more, um, and always another way. All right, last question, and then we deal with our dust. Are the bonds you had at the beginning of your journey still true? If not, how have they changed? How do we, what, um... Random order. Yeah, Will. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, let me go see what my initial bonds were. I have the, um... The page. I, I am tending to think, though, that they probably are still, uh... Still correct. I think, I mean, some, I've added some. I don't know if I had a bond with Jezebel or Keanu necessarily. Mm -mm. I think my bond with Ember still remains the same. Oh, Ember owes me a favor. <laughs> I lied to the authorities on her behalf and sheltered her in my workshop slash studio. Okay, well, that, you know what? I feel like that's forgiven. She saved my life and we're going to build a new workshop. Um, <laughs> so don't even worry about Ember. Don't worry about that. Oh, and Keanu, they gave me something precious, my first arcane tattoo. I totally forgot about this. <laughs> um, well, my tattoo uh, is, was supposed to remind me of home, and it sort of glowed when and um, when uh, certain things were near. I can't remember what it was. Um, but, hey, maybe I get another one now to mark the end of the, the journey. You, we could all get matching tattoos. Little ones? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to do that. Keanu's been it. <laughs> arcane tattoos. I feel like um, for Jezebel, it's probably going to have to be more of an engraving process, really. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like a, a branding thing. Like. Yeah. Um, Keanu. Okay, so with Jezebel, it was they're hiding something. What makes you suspect them? And it was she's skittish and closed off when I act curious about her. Um, I've been surrounded by open people, but this girl does not offer information easily. I think that that has changed um, in the sense that Jezebel really opened up to me about what she was afraid about. And like that was kind of just like very apparent. And I think that we've come to an understanding um, during the journey. So I think that she isn't as cautious around me anymore. And I have connected with her more readily. And Arnon, they gave me something precious. What prompted them to do so? Um, they gave me a silver bracelet because I wandered into the shop and he thought that I might need it. Uh, if I wear it a certain way, it makes me invisible. Um, and to me, Arnon's still a very nice person and he's highly skilled in various crafts and I still look up to him. So that one remain the same hmm. uh i'll go um bonds keanu frightened me at the beginning the fact that they are a mage unsettles me that's that's changed i think for jezebel keanu is a trusted friend and confidant um and that their magic is actually a source of stability um, and then the other one is Ember is angry with me because I caught her once. I am the only one who's ever done this. Um, I'm going to say that this is slightly changed, um, but still tied in, which is, I think it's much more now Ember. I do not know how Ember feels about me. I caught her once. I would like to catch her affections now. Aww. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cute <laughs> so cute I, I think that leaves my turn yeah. <laughs> okay um, yeah I think that mine with Arno is also similar because it was um, that we're old friends because he's been magically enhancing my weaponry for years um, and I think that that's 
still true, um, but maybe more future oriented. Like Arno is an old friend and someone that I look forward to spending my life with um, and is a very grounding presence, I think, for me at this point. And then, yeah, with Jezebel, very similar one. Uh, so we were former rivals because Jezebel is a protector of the city and the only person who ever caught me. So I think it's... I think now it's something more like Jezebel is... Or I feel protected by Jezebel and... I want to spend my life protecting her in return. Um, That's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. All right, last thing. Last part of the game. Once you have answered these questions, count how much dust you have collected. If you wish to do so, you can use these experiences to, to leave a mark on the world you have traveled through. Consult the table below to see what you are able to do with the dust you have gathered. So, um, let me see, because I've been, I've been keeping track. Arno has 25, Keanu has a 25, Ember has 22, and Jezebel has 21. So. So should we combine them all? Uh, <laughs> yes, I believe so. That would leave us with what? 50, 72, 93? Yes. We're dusty. Yes. Some dusty, dusty travelers. We got up, up to some <laughs> shit. Um, which means that we are in the 50 or more category, which means that we could change something fundamental or significant about the, the world in a major way. Bend nature, rewrite history, shape the tenets of magic to your will, command the gods, wipe the slates clean, etc. Do we each choose something to change, or do we choose collectively? I think in this case, since we combined, we choose collectively. Whoa, okay, so we can do some real big, mm -hmm. some big stuff. I mean, do we want to change something about... I mean, the biggest unsolved things are... The people who the the scorned noble who still doesn't like Ember, or the situation with the Arknights, mm -hmm. not really knowing their true parentage, or or having like a say in their future. Yeah, that's the one Keanu is most drawn to, probably. I, I th is it about? Oh, sorry. Go oh no, I th so I think this feels like something inadvertent, if that makes sense. Cause I don't mm. feel like these four people are going to like sit down and be like, we're going to cast a spell. Um, <laughs> uh, it, here's, here's what I, th I would pitch. I think that between the fact that like Jezebel ran away and there's no way that's completely hidden. And it feels like the crime syndicate situation is a little interrupted on multiple levels. And on top of that, one of the scions of the noble families has just like up and fucking left. Um, I feel like that is enough to say that maybe the dreaming city crumbles like in on itself, mm. like politically. <laughs> and like all of this stuff comes up to, to the surface, like all of like the corruption among the nobles and the fact that people are, forced into crime and then terrible tragic things happen and i don't know if it's like perfect overnight but like maybe it's just actually starting to get worked on and maybe the city isn't ruled by seven magic families i don't know that'd be probably better um <laughs> i don't know what do you guys think of that yeah i think it, it needs to be about the structure of the way people are living being fundamentally different and more equitable and communal um and just rooted in love and care yeah so like almost to the fact that like the dreaming city kind of crumbles as it was and then inadvertently what starts growing after it is like a reflection of what we have on the opposite coast in in our house 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, almost like a microcosm of what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not so much that these four people caused a revolution or whatnot, but like more of a butterfly effect that like these people by kind of like mucking about a little bit started a bunch of shit back there that's like getting dealt with. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that. I kind of imagine that like the final thing that we would see would just be them working about building that house though with like the ocean in the background. 